Repeat these haunting words in the second reading. Brothers and sisters, I tell you, the time is short, for the world as we know it is passing away. After last year, I'm not sure that I'm <laughs> kind of happy. At least, at least last year passed away, so hopefully we'll have a better one. But, of course, St. Paul was living in very, very difficult times. Uh, Christianity began in a very, very uh, challenging time in the Roman Empire, and we are still in challenging times. Everyone really is. It's, it's a question of opportunity. I'm going to start with... Um, St. Benedict had a very, having been a Benedictine novice many years ago, I, I, you know, monks up here were very infused with the Benedictines. We have their bells from, from over here. It's incredible. Uh, those things have followed me ever since I've been in Oregon. But the, the Benedictines used to have a motto. They have a motto uh, to keep death daily before your eyes. Now that sounds depressing, but it isn't. It's a reminder that life is short and precious and we should take advantage of every opportunity that God gives us because each one will equal something in heaven. When we uh, do get into eternal life, we will regret the how much time we've wasted and the opportunities we missed will be incredible, but also he'll show us the times that we did click and uh, the wonders that have followed from simple actions. So even the, what the monks used to do is, uh, and this is really true, uh, in the Middle Ages in particular, they would actually put a skull on, the, on, their, on their desk, a real one. I, one of my friends in the seminary, or the monastery up at uh, Lacey, Washington, the classmate, Father Paul, uh, he, um, I had a Halloween one that was life-size, very realistic. I put two, two red eyes in it, you know, for, <laughs> for Halloween one year. And uh, anyway, he, he saw it, and he says, i got to have that for my desk. And, you know, he still got it there. Uh, it started out as a joke, and it ended up being a real thought provoker for him. And it's, it's something we don't think about it that way. Our society is more like my father. Not only I could put St. Benedict and my father in the same sermon, but I'm going to do it. Uh, my father was an agnostic in, in the truest sense of the word. He did believe in God, but he said, if... If uh, God has any interest in the world, he can't be good because of things like 9-11 and name your, name your poison. Uh, you know, and, and this, is a, this is something people struggle with. God gives us a choice. Uh, it is, it's a legitimate choice. It's not the right one. But God, we're here to make a choice. And so it, it has to appear, you know, that uh, we have to find God. In the fourth Eucharistic prayer, we pray that those who seek him might find him. So the seekers are really looking for the truth. Uh, what my father did was like so many in the world, and we do this too at times, walking backward through life and not looking at where we're going. Because if I have no faith, if I believe in what's called scientism, that we're nothing but an accident and we disappear into nothingness at the end of our lives, of course, I don't want to look at the end because... I think there's nothing there. What a surprise to find that there is, you know. So we want to know what we should be doing with this precious time we have. Uh, my father would never visit a cemetery. Uh, we had family there, but he wouldn't go. He would never visit the sick because it reminded him of death. He would not. Um, he would not talk about relatives that had passed away because it bothered him too much. When my grandmother was dying. He wouldn't come down very often. I was taking care of her for a year and a half. And um, I asked him once, I said, it was four hours away, but he, I said, why don't you come down more often? And he said, well, uh, if I imagine her being healthy down there in Lakeside, California, 
and uh, that makes me happier. I said, okay, well, whatever works for you, that doesn't work for me. And when he was dying, he told me, uh, he knew I was going to be a priest, although I hadn't gotten into it yet. He said, you know, I, loved, I led a very selfish life, and now there's nobody to visit me either. All my friends were like me. Uh, and he said that so that I wouldn't forget it, that he'd learned his lesson, but it was a little late in life. And we, we don't, you know, all of us, we go back and forth between, you know, I, many people have told me, I visit them, you know, when they're ill. Oh, why is God keeping me here? I want to go home. You know, it's a common thing for some people. And it shows that, that really, although death is scary because we haven't been through it, you know, uh, it, on the other hand, we're going home. And so it, it should be kind of a looking forward to it. It's not morbid. It's only morbid if we don't believe it. it's a gateway. So while we're here, God teaches us what is important. Now, my spiritual reading... Uh, in part consisted of an interesting book by a Catholic that uh, used near-death experiences by uh, relating them to church teaching and the uh, scriptures. So you've got to be careful with those kind of things that, you know, that, uh, that they are legitimate and all that stuff. But uh, what they came back with, every single one of them in the book at least, that God had showed them what their mission in life was, he said, no, you're not going to remember this because you have to find out yourself when you get back, that you're not your time yet, you have something yet to do. And most of us wonder, what the heck is my mission? You know, you think my mission is to be a priest, but it, it's really to individuals. I preach to one person. Sometimes I don't know who that is, and they, they hear things that I didn't say. You see, God works in very strange ways. We cross paths with people. Sometimes it's not a good thing. I got insulted by, by an old friend. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing. But uh, I've learned, you know, um, when something like that happens, we've all had experience of being criticized, it wasn't anybody in the parish or anything, that we, like St. Faustina said, don't defend yourself, don't say anything. The fight ends right there. And, uh, it, and it's true, and that's the way Christ wishes us to go. It's really true in politics, isn't it? That comes up at the dinner table, just be quiet. You know, that's what, it's, it solves a lot of problems, actually, and uh, also it bugs the other person to death because they want to fight with you. So uh, that's what St. Paul said. If we respond with love, it's like heaping hot coals on your enemy's head, and, and they learn something from it. But what, really what matters is we're here particularly for individuals. Yes, sometimes we have a cause. We have a lot of outreach. I'm sorry we don't have the food boxes right now. We have no control over that. It was a grant from the Archdiocese, and right now it isn't here. But we have so many outreaches. Last week was Unbound. I love that. I love that, uh, that charity because I, I sponsored several people over the years myself. And uh, these are just opportunities, but really every day we find, you know, Grandma's calling on the phone again, and my mother used to have 10 stories. And when she came out with one, we whispered to each other, there's number eight again, you know. Uh, but we'd listen. And just to listen, or, or I'm giving you little examples, but, you know, somebody, you have a potluck or something, uh, and somebody brings over something you don't like, and you take some anyway. Uh, that is like gold. That's what St. Teresa of Lisieux used to do. She would eat anything. And so they gave her the, all the bad stuff after a while because she wouldn't complain. But that's holiness. It's making use of the little things that God gives us. In the place where I was, they had, uh, they had a 
somebody checking people in that was grouchy, you know. I thought, at first I thought, boy, you're not doing your job very well. But then it occurred to me that probably under a lot of COVID stress, you know, people are very demanding right now in coming into places that, uh, where you, you stay for a visit. And uh, just to try to be kind rather than criticize is, is in, we can't underestimate the power of one small act of kindness. This is what our Lord was telling them, and I want to repeat it to you. I really feel that God uh, put it on my heart to mention that, is that small acts of kindness are very, very valuable to God. What we think is important is not. Uh, as I've said many times, the Lord is not going to say to us, who it's already getting into the past here, who put up the church here. It was a huge, huge sacrifice, a huge undertaking. It took up a year and a half of my life of constant meetings. But what he's going to say to us is, how did you treat each other while it was going on? With the community dinner. It's the dinners, but also, how did the workers treat each other? Did you see me? I was there picking up a dinner. You know, we got a couple coming up here. We're going to have at the, at the, um, at the uh, announcements. And so life's full of opportunities. Last year was a bummer, you know. <laughs> I just put on my phone a picture of the... Of the um, of the, the, you know, the, the funky bridge down there that goes over to Minto Brown Park with the orange sky. I still can't believe we had a sky that matches the church, but we really did. But with that, the election, with COVID, not being able to come into church, coming into church, there were so many opportunities to show love to God. And before you know it, this, this, our separation is going to end and those who love God will be coming back to church in physically when we can. Right now, it's a little tough for some people, but this is our opportunity to show love to God. And in differences of opinion, of which we've had, the country's never been so divided. Well, I can't say that. In the 1960s, we had problems like this, and, and we got through it. We'll get through this. But in the meantime, charity sometimes means not saying something. Even though you may be right, it's better just to be, to be quiet for peace. This is what God asks sometimes. There's times to speak. I'm very pro-life, but there's times when we don't speak. It, it has to be according to the will of God. We listen to the Holy Spirit. We are, if we're infused with the Spirit, he's going to point out the different ways that God wishes us to make a difference in the world. I'll finish with, you know, I had a, a, a seminarian came by here. I can't remember the meeting. I mentioned this before. And he, I did, you know, I knew him, but we hadn't been friends or anything because I'd been out for a long time. And he came over, and he said, I would like to talk. So we actually went in the Adoration Chapel. Nobody was in there. So we had a little bit of a talk for an hour. And he told me, I ran into him at one of these clergy gatherings. He said, you know, that talk is the reason I stayed in the seminary. I don't remember the talk. I don't remember anything about it. I don't remember even doing it. I th maybe, maybe I bilocated. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But, you know, this is an example of... I, it was just it's part of my job, isn't it? But, oh, pow! And, and every uh, grace that will come from his ministry, there's a little bit of me in it, you know? And that's not about me, it's about you. You have these same things. And when we have our life review, we're going to see the, the, and also the negative effects. And that's why we've got confession. And at the beginning of Mass, we do the confitier, which is for venial sins. That's covered, you're covered. And, uh, and it won't come up in our life review, but we, we're going to see, especially 
the, the ramifications, like ripples in a pond, going through time, the things that we were here, what did, what did we do with our lives? What was our mission? Well, we don't know yet, but we're going to find out. It's going to be really interesting. So we don't have to go through life like this, although we do sometimes. We look forward. Uh, we may not look forward to death, but we, look, we realize that each day is very, very precious. Maybe COVID has taught a lot of us not to take health for granted, not to take the freedom to come and go in church for granted, not to take our families and life for granted, not to take going out to a restaurant for granted, not to take anything for granted. Everything is a gift from God, even these sufferings, because each of them relates to Christ. The more we are able to be, go through something for someone else, the more we're going to relate to Christ forever. And that's the levels of heaven. So we just thank God for this, this pre-Lent reading. It gives us a chance to think about what God may be putting on our hearts to do or to be during Lent.